Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to join by Ridge Kraus from Ridgeline Media Marketing to dominate your market with proven video strategies. Ridge, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Wow, great question. So the cliff notes, uh, I bounced around with different companies. Um, So I'm 25, back when I was like 21, 22, uh, I started off with my father's company out in Las Vegas. They had a big entertainment venue. It was one of the top ranked attractions out there. So I picked up a camera, started taking photos as their action photographer. Then I started to realize, okay, I like the creative aspect of this. There could be something with it. Uh, Fast forward, I ended up working for Black Rifle Coffee Company in their marketing department back in 2019. Learned a ton while I was there. Great group of guys. Um, That's where I really got a head start in video production. So video is obviously our forte. Um, And then I moved to Boise right in the heat of COVID, right? So I picked up from Texas, moved out to Boise. Uh, Well, specifically, I went to California. Then I came back to Boise, uh, but I moved out you here. You went the wrong direction. Isn't everybody from California yeah, right? going to Texas? I, I went from Texas to go to California because I got a job as a media director and that lasted like five months. COVID hit, let a bunch of people go. I was one of them. So that was an opportunity for me. I was like, okay, I was using these as a stepping stone to learn as much as I could within the realm of marketing and video. Now I'm ready. I've got my, I, I've got my understanding of how to get results with video because at the end of the day, man, there's, there's a bunch of videographers out there, but either you're a videographer and you're a commodity, or you've got to figure out how to have tangible results tied to it, which is how you can really separate yourself. So that's what I wanted to figure out. So I moved to Boise and I was like, here's my opportunity to start my own thing, right? That was my ultimate goal. I was like, now let's do it. So uh, I moved out to Boise, started fresh, didn't know anybody out here, just me and my dog. And so I literally formed my LLC and I was like, what am I going to do? I don't know anybody here. So I just put in the footwork, my man. Like I just, I went out, as many networking events as I could. I was strategic with who I wanted to talk to. And I really honed in my offer of how can I add legitimate value? How can I have a really good guarantee? How can I sell not just videos, but the results tied to those videos? So I spent a lot of time crafting that offer. And then I just put in the footwork and first year in business, I think we did like 90K. And uh, this year, hopefully we can clear a little over 400, maybe close to half a mil. And I've been doing it for two years. So uh, it's been a pretty good journey. I'm learning a ton as we're moving along with this. And I think we've done a pretty decent job so far of uh, providing a pretty solid offer. So there's the there's the quick background. I'm sure the longer version of that could probably be in a book somewhere um, if it hasn't already. <laughs> I think I missed one part. After Cal- well, California, you got let go due to COVID. How'd you pick Boise? 
So good question. Because uh, you wanted I, to go work with Russell Brunson? Is <laughs> dude, I, man, I would love to. Um, yeah, so got let go in California. And so my father is my biggest mentor. The dude's got a couple different business entities pulling in you know, multi seven figures, some eight figure years. Um, and so he's uh, he's been my mentor my whole life. I attribute most of my success uh, to him and my upbringing. And so I moved back to Vegas, which is where his company was located after I left California. I moved back to Vegas and I spent a couple months figuring out what am I going to do next, right? I got no job. I hopped on unemployment. I was like, dude, I don't know what to do. This was just a couple of years ago. And um, so my at the same time I moved back because of COVID, his company went under because of COVID because they shut down the whole city. And his business was over six figures a month just to keep it running, just in rent, overhead, payroll, all that stuff. So he couldn't sustain it. So he's like, we're going to shut this down. It's really uh, bittersweet in the long run now that we look back at it, but he shut it down. So at that point he had nothing holding him in Vegas. I had nothing in in Vegas. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So we're like, let's go start somewhere new. And so he wanted to go to Boise. Um, He grew up in Moscow, Idaho's his home state. So he's like, I'm going to go to Boise and I want to live there. Uh, You're up. You can do whatever you want to do. And I was like, well, I don't like Vegas, so I'm going to come up to Boise with you. So it was literally just a place to start anew, a place to start fresh. And we wanted to pick an environment where we really like the people and the energy. And so Boise is where we landed on. Wow. Okay. Well, congratulations on that. Now let's talk about, I mean, in a short period of time, it's only been a couple of years for you, but you've seen an incredible amount of change in the industry. So let's talk about the state of, first of all, what do you define as video marketing in 2023? Yeah, that's a good question. It's uh, video marketing can be a broad term. Um, Everybody's got different goals, man. And every industry is uniquely different too. Um, There's different ways to go about it. You got your paid acquisition where you can use content marketing, right? We've got kind of two... um, two avenues of what we focus on. We've got the organic side of things where a lot of our clients uh, were on a monthly retainer. And so we create consistent micro content for them. We provide scripts with our copywriting team uh, structured and using our four-step framework to make sure that we maximize the convertibility and engagement for their organic um, social media accounts, specifically Instagram and TikTok. So real quick to back up to our niche and our specialties, we work with coaches and consultants primarily, right? In the e-learning online course space. Um, and so we help build their personal brands while at the same time providing all the content they would need for paid strategies within their funnels, such as VSLs, webinars, uh, direct uh, paid ads, um, retargeting videos, thank you page videos, everything somebody would need in content, providing the scripting and the production of it in order to establish that authority within their respective space. So what is video marketing? Uh, dude, it's changing all the time. Right now, especially in this day and age, I mean might sound biased because this is what I do. But at the end of the day, this is why I do what I do is because video marketing is the lifeblood of any business. And I fully believe that, right? Because in today's age, everything's digital. And so it sounds like a cliche sometimes, but in reality, it's true. Now, here's the thing. Most people are hopping on the organic, uh, style reels and video content on social, for example, right? Everybody's doing it because they're seeing that there's a lot of success with it. Alex has gotten ridiculous success with it. There's a lot of these big name brands that are generating disgusting returns in comparison to what they would have to spend on paid ads through just organic content marketing. But the thing is, because it's so saturated and everybody's doing it, uh, it's even more important to effectively separate yourself and be very strategic with the type of content you're putting out, right? Um, because the competition's blowing up. So um, at the end of the day, content marketing is dependent on, I, I think I think it's two avenues. You've got your paid and then you've got your organic. Um, but at the end of the day, man, if you want to have good results, you have to, I always tell people, uh, for one, if you want to separate yourself, the way to do that is by 
figuring out what your competitors aren't willing to do for their customers and then do that thing, right? Uh, it's a quote from Hormozy actually, and it's 100% what we abide by. And then also adding value to people. Most people are constantly trying to push a service. They're constantly having the back end of uh, buy this, go to this landing page if you want to learn more. But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, we follow a five to one ratio where you, for every one video you post asking for something in return, you got to post five uh, reels where you're just giving straight value. But when you're giving value, it's not, we're not talking cliche value that everyone else is doing legitimate value that most people would have to pay for. All right. So you said that was a lot. So yeah, that's, a lot. I want to stop there. That's all right. But I appreciate the fire hose. So let's unpack that because if you take a look at someone like Alex, who's been on the show and they're all, they're getting a ridiculous return from organic. They don't, the average coach or consultant isn't going to pull that off. Yeah. Right. Because they might not have the fan base to start with. And it helps to write a book called the hundred million dollar offer and have a whole lot of fans first. Indeed. So let's talk about the folks who, you know, while Alex has been on the show and might be listening, let's talk about the people in the world who are your bread and butter clients, the coaches and the consultants who say, I don't know where to start. There's TikTok and is anybody on Facebook anymore and Instagram and LinkedIn live and where, how do you help them figure out where they even need to get started in terms of taking a look at this stuff? Yeah. Most people have to have a decent follower base for us to even work with them. Right. Because starting from scratch, I mean, I think most people have to put in the hard footwork of gaining an audience at the beginning um, on their own before they can justify spending a lot of money from an actual team to actually take that over for them. Right. So uh, um, I think it's like, it, it also really depends on personality as well. Um, side note, we're actually building a course currently um, that's a free course. We give it to all of our clients as well, where it helps you develop that presence on camera and gives you basic tactics and principles of how to slowly build that following over time. Cause it's a slow process, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's not something that's going to happen within a few months. Um, you've got to stay consistent, but you also have to stay consistent with valuable content as well. And being very strategic with how you're scripting it out and uh, what you're saying and all that stuff. So um, with a lot of clients, we turn away, we give them kind of a, uh, basic blueprint up front of here's what you can do in the interim. And here's what you need to do on your own before you get to the point where you can come back and talk to us. And then we can kind of supercharge your results. Right. But, uh, dude, Hermos is the King when it comes to stuff like this, he puts out so much content that most people would have to pay for, which is why at the end of the day, he has such a massive following that he has. Right. Absolutely. hundred percent. So you talked about establishing a presence. So what about the person who said the coach or the consultant says, Oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm a camera person. I don't know if I'm a video person. I'm nervous. How do you help them get through that and get to the other side where they're able to create compelling content? Well, I think, I think most people, if not everyone starts off that way. I'm in front of the camera all the time. Now, matter of fact, I have a lot of clients that pay me to be the face for their business to, to deliver scripts on VSLs and webinars and ads and stuff like that um, because they don't want to. But when I first started out, dude, I was the most uncomfortable person in front of a camera and it made me so nervous to do it. And I was like, I'm not even going to consider trying to do this. Um, but at the end of the day, the person that I was trying to get in front of and what I was trying to accomplish within my respective space, I realized I had to be in front of a camera, right? If I wanted to establish that trust factor, which is the biggest thing, think about sales, the biggest thing and biggest barrier that holds people back from actually purchasing from someone is that trust factor. So how can I establish trust up front? before getting on a call with people. So most of the time, people that hop on calls with me, I think it's 75% of the time, uh, 
I end up streamlining the call and closing a deal immediately because the trust factor is already there. Because whenever I hop on a call with someone, I ask them right out the gate, okay, how'd you hear about me? And a lot of times they're like, I've been following you for a while. I love what you put out. I already know you know what you're talking about. I already trust you. So for the most part, just tell me how much it's going to cost because I want to work with you, right? So the biggest, I think the biggest plus with creating content consistently is it's not about going viral. It's not about having the biggest following you can have. It's about quality, right? I've got guys that have three to 5,000 followers, but they have great engagement rates and the people that follow them, especially with their high ticket stuff, uh, result in, in a much greater ROI than if you focus on just trying to get viral views and stuff like that. So going back, don't want to get off the track here. The people that don't feel like they have, uh, or they want to be in front of a camera or they can't, um, everybody feels the same way. You got to think, what's your end goal? Why are you doing this to begin with? And then over time, you just need to do it. So accept that you're not going to be good for the first month or so, right? Accept that it's going to be uncomfortable. You're probably going to be awkward, Just, but just look at it as like a trial period almost, right? This isn't the game. You're just trying it out. And you're getting and you're developing that skill set over time. Uh, and then side note, again, we're building a, a back end course actually for people. We're not going to charge for it where uh, it's a mini course where we develop your presence on camera. Um, it's a lot more extensive than, than you would think, but uh, you just got to do it, man. There's no secret sauce. Get in front of the camera and then you'll figure it out over time for the most part. Awesome. And we'll certainly tell everyone where they can go um, near the end, um, where they can go to get that course and learn more about you. Now, let's assume we've gotten past that first hurdle. We're willing to get on camera. We're willing to be uncomfortable. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see those coaches and consultants making when they try and do video marketing? Mm, good question. Uh, it's a lot of people want to not put in the right amount of time for it, right? Or a lot of people will sit in front of a camera and they'll just spew on a specific topic. Um, so when I say the framework that we have in place, it's a four-step framework we've developed that basically after analyzing all the, the, uh, the best performing reels, um, they follow a unique structure, right? You got the hook at the beginning, which everyone knows about that. Then you've got an emotional tie-in where you have to connect with the individual. You have to relate to them, right? Um, and then you've got to add the value, right? And then you got to have the call to action. But the call to action isn't always going to be selling people stuff. So the mistake most people make is, uh, I would say, well, it's, it's multiple things. It's not really one. Uh, one of them is they just try to sell too much. And they try to promote their products and say why their stuff is better than other people or uh, directly what their service provides and wh what people can do in order to obtain that service, right? How much it costs, all that stuff. Um, two, uh, they're not post, they're just not posting consistently enough or the content's not engaging enough. Um, there's a lot of different things uh, when, when it goes into it. It's not really one specific thing, but uh, um, I think the frameworks and the content that you're saying itself is what's most important. Most people focus too much on just being consistent and posting enough, right? Posting every day or at least a few times a week minimum. But in reality, if your content's not great, the consistency doesn't really matter that much, right? You've got to both focus on the quality of the content you're putting out and always ask yourself, why would my audience, that's the other thing too, be very keen in understanding of who your specific audience is, be very specific. What, what are they going to get from this? What value they're going to obtain? Why would they want to watch this? And why would they want to follow me? If you can't answer that question from the reel you're going to post, then just don't post it. Um, but people are too focused on selling the products instead of giving value without expecting anything returned. That's how I would sum that up. That, that makes a lot of sense. Now, you've achieved some incredible results in a short period of time. Can you talk a little bit about an example of a client or two, what they hired you for, and the kind of magical transformation you were able to help them engineer? Yeah, uh, we've got one client. Um, he has an online course. Uh, well, they did. They sold it not too long ago. Uh, for pretty decent valuation. But they had an online course where basically they would teach young uh, 
young people in their in their early 20s how to build a profitable print on demand uh um company right like basically the right way to do drop shipping without focusing on on products outside of the us so it's a good offer right um they tried i think 60 different variations of ads in the past this is specifically when it comes to paid and then i'll give an organic example um they tried 60 variations of ads i think a little more than that if anything and i came in and i was like hey dude let me try to make you guys a new ad um, that's going to outbeat it. And after all those ads, they finally found the one that worked the best for them. They were getting about $7 leads, right? $7 and some change, um, which isn't bad. And when we came in, long story short, we came in, helped script something, uh, produce it at a higher level because everything else was like on cheap cameras, not great audio. Uh, it wasn't no editing. It wasn't very engaging. And there wasn't a specific structure to the script. Uh, so we came in, we did that long story short, after I think a couple months of testing, they ended up dropping their leads from $7, which mind you was the best uh, dollar lead they were getting out of testing 60 different ads. And we dropped that all the way down to seven, uh, 70 cents. So uh, just changing the video itself, we didn't change the targeting, we didn't change anything, but just the content and the creative. Uh, and we were able to drop it down that much, which brought them from about 90K a month in revenue um, up to uh, uh, close to a quarter million. So I think it was like 225K within a matter of about three months, just from changing the creative and the ad. Uh, organic side of things. We've got a client here locally. And here's the other thing too, just focusing on like local targeting and making good content for local people. Specifically, one of our clients is a uh, loan officer and we've been working with him for a while and all of his content's great because he just gives value. Rarely does he sell anything, but he's got a lot of agents coming to him and wanting to give them their business they've never met before just because they follow his content. They come to him and they're like, we already know you. We already trust you. We already know you're the best. So uh, um, we want to work with you. So um, it, it's, it's, we, we don't necessarily sell direct ROI. We sell brand positioning. We make that very clear with everyone too, right? With, uh, with specific like media buying agencies, for example, a lot of them can give projections of ROI. We don't really do that because our focus isn't direct ROI. That's a tertiary goal that comes from what we do, but directly what we're doing is brand positioning, establishing you as the expert and the authority. And then, uh, you know, sales and, uh, branding is going to come over time. Awesome. That makes a lot of sense. You are doing all of these different things. How do you balance it all? Having the right people. <laughs> um, man, when I started out, it was difficult because I, I didn't want to say I was controlling, but setting my ego aside, I, I definitely, it was my baby and I had specific a specific vision and idea of what I wanted everything to look like and how I wanted to run everything. But um I hit that bottleneck of not really being able to clear more than, uh, you know, just over six figures by just doing it myself. And so I was like, okay, I need to rethink this and stop being a creative and start being a business owner, right? Because as a creative, people are constantly going through the constant feast and famine cycle, trying to do it on their own when it's like, if you want to build something, um, and I'm, I've got so far to go, bro. But, but in the meantime, what I figured out is like, if you want to build something, you've got to surround yourself with the right people, uh, the right people that are, um, that are hungry and that are willing to learn and that uh, you can trust, right? So the way I balance it is by properly outsourcing and building a really good culture within our small little team that we have here, a little small skeleton group. Awesome. And then all this, given all the success you've achieved, I mean, what's your biggest challenge now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about this not too long ago. My biggest challenge right now is figuring out what I want to do next. Cause I always, whenever I talk to people about business, I never consider myself a creative. I don't really put myself in that category. Uh, 
I, I guess I, I guess it would be considered an entrepreneur, even though I think that word kind of has a, uh, it's kind of been watered down over the past few years. But I think I would consider myself that, and I just happen to be good at content and marketing at, at the moment. But I don't think this is what I'm going to be doing um, five years from now. We found good success. It's making good money. Um, but I think uh, real estate investing, long-term rentals is probably the future, but that's probably not for another five to 10 years. In the meantime, specifically with the business we're doing right now, next steps are going to be uh, hunkering down on becoming the industry experts and leaders, specifically within creating industry-leading VSLs for online consultants and online courses. Because uh, I think if we can niche down and become really good at one thing, we can make almost many documentaries out of this. Um, we can also basically be an all-in-one package for all the content somebody would need for their course. Coming into somebody that's already making 30, 50 grand a month, uh, scaling them up to multiple six figures a month by completely redoing all the content they're doing. All of their paid ads, their entire VSL slash webinar, uh, all of their uh, thank you page videos, all their retargeting videos, all the content they would need within their funnel, completely restructuring it, and then three to five Xing their income. So I think niching down even further and then fine tuning our offer is what's going to be next because we're doing pretty well right now, but I think that's what's going to allow us to scale a lot faster. Well, your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Uh, there's something about there's something about taking an exceptional story and uh, an offer in a company that's very unique, that's providing a tangible difference in the world and being able to cultivate a visual and audio story that's effectively going to grow that business and provide uh, you know, more money for them and their entire team so they can scale and allow them to get their service out to even more people. Uh, there's just something that's super exciting about that to me. And it's kind of why I... Uh, honed in more on the commercial side of things and then eventually got into online courses. I also love education, coaching. It's a massive thing of mine. I've been able to help out some people within my space, grow their individual video businesses. Um, so I think it's the both cumulatively the love for coaching and teaching people and just providing value so everybody else can win. And then two, uh, being able to cultivate and tell stories that most other people aren't capable of doing in order to grow other businesses. Which gets me excited. Awesome. That, that makes a lot of sense. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. This has been Seth Green with Ridge Krause from RidgelineMM.com. Can you uh, share with us where, if you're able to at this point, as we're recording this, where they can go to learn more about that course for when it comes out? Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, thank you, Seth, for having me on and taking the time to do this. This has been awesome. Uh, guys, if you want to follow me on Instagram, Ridgeline Media at Ridgeline Media. Um, keep following me. You'll see that thing come out over the next few months. And uh, in the meantime, guys, feel free to shoot me a DM, reach out, uh, schedule a strategy call. I'm always down to chat and see where we can help other people and uh, increasing your guys' revenue. All right. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur. Thanks for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Thanks, Seth. Thanks, guys. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. 
This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.